Radio. There's a famous icon that you might have seen of the Trinity. It's entitled The Trinity by someone called Rublev. And it features um, the scene from today's first reading. So the first reading tells us about these three men, according to the reading, who appeared to Abraham. And Abraham treats them as the Lord. It says the text that the Lord appeared to him at the Oak of Mamre. And these three men come and Abraham shows this wonderful hospitality to them. Well, in this icon, these three men are depicted as three angels representing the three persons of the Trinity, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So it's as if in this Old Testament story, we have a glimmer of the doctrine which will um, a long time in the future be enunciated, that God um, is revealed as three persons in one God. But if we look at that story from Genesis, Abraham seems to know that these men are not just men, that this is the Lord coming to him. And yet there's nothing really um, to show that apart from one prophecy that one of them make at the end, and that's that his wife, Sarah, the next time they visit, will have a son. This promise of the Lord that was made to Abraham, that Sarah, as old as she was, would still be able to give birth to a child and have a child. So there's this sense in which God is hidden and yet Abraham recognises him. In the second reading, St. Paul, speaking to the Colossians, speaks about delivering a message to them, a message which was a mystery hidden for generations and centuries and has now been revealed to his saints. And he later says what this mystery is. This mystery is Christ among you, your hope of glory. So, in a sense, Jesus Christ is revealing to us the Lord that's always been there, the God that's always been with us. And then in the Gospel, we have this famous account of Martha and Mary, which usually presses a few people's buttons because they say, okay, so the moral of this Gospel is those who are lazy and do nothing don't help are blessed by the Lord. They're the chosen ones. Well, no, that's not it. So we can have an image of ourselves, you know, preparing the dinner for our family, and there's always the lazy one who just uh, is chatting away or gassing, who doesn't help us. It's not about lauding laziness or saying that we shouldn't serve. We have to look more closely at the gospel passage because Martha misses something. We're told, in fact, that she was distracted with all the serving. So it's one thing to be serving, it's one thing to be distracted. Distraction implies that there's something which she should be paying attention to. And of course, that is the Lord Jesus. Mary is simply sat down at the feet of the Lord Jesus and is listening to him speaking. 
Jesus says, Martha, Martha, you worry and fret about so many things, and yet few are needed, indeed only one. When you look at the lives of the saints, in some ways their life is very simple. In fact, someone once said that the saint's life is always about one thing. They have a focus to their whole life. Now what Martha was doing was not bad in and of itself, but it was taking her away from the focus. It was taking her away from the center. Who is the one thing necessary? Well, he's not a thing, he's a person. Jesus Christ, he's the one thing necessary in our life. He's the one person around which everything else has to revolve. So we can be interested in many things, we can be engaged in many different pursuits, we can have lots going on, but if we lose our center, then we've gone wrong. And in fact, then it's when we lose our centre, when we lose Jesus Christ as the centre of our life, that things start to fall apart. And in that sense, Abraham is a great example for us because how does Abraham treat the Lord? He drops everything. He drops everything and ministers to him in the form of these three men, these three angels perhaps, washing their feet, serving them food. They are the centre of attention. And I think that's our challenge. Not that we can't be doing anything like, you know, reading the newspaper or going to the movies or whatever it might be, but we never lose our centre, the centre that is Jesus Christ, because when he's at the centre, everything else becomes ordered in our life. I often say to people, you know, who are, are struggling with um, difficult sins, maybe a habit of sin, I often say, make the Lord the centre. So sometimes it's easier not to focus on what we must stop doing or what we must change but just to choose a positive thing. Just start making your life revolve around Jesus Christ and your relationship with him. Because what happens when we do that is that everything else starts to be affected. Our relationships, our sins, they in a sense start to take care of themselves because we're all focused on the one person necessary. Jesus describes himself often as the gate. He's the gate of the sheepfold, doesn't he? Or he says he is the way. So Jesus is always the focus. He's our access point to God. He says himself, doesn't he? No one can come to the Father except through me. And when he speaks about the Holy Spirit, it's the Holy Spirit that Jesus himself sends a spirit which proceeds from the Father and the Son. But Jesus is our focus. So we're Christocentric as Christians.
When we are distracted, we miss what is truly valuable. I was in Lourdes recently, as you know, and what is plain when you look at the young people who were there is not only their marvellous example, but also their addiction to phones. <laughs> so much so that there's you know, rules about not having them at a table because it's like they're sitting across, they're eating their food, and then this like, hand goes down and just picks this phone up. And it's like... <laughs> and you know, they want to look like they're lost in contemplation, but really they're looking at the phone in their lap. Um, and it's very easy. I mean, I find myself doing it very easy to pick up the phone and to not be engaged with what's happening in front of you. But isn't it the irony that these um, means, these methods of communication that are meant to help us all connect more are in fact driving wedges between us. They're making us stop interacting as real people, having real conversations. Someone was telling me that the children were texting each other in the house. So they were just in different rooms, but rather than go to each other's rooms, they were just sending each other a message saying, you going down for dinner? Yep, see you in five. So it's, it's getting a bit ridiculous, but that's just one example. And we're all guilty, whether young or old, of giving into distraction, giving into things which don't really matter and losing our focus. Serving the Lord in activity, in apostolic labour, so doing works of mercy, must come after spending time sitting at his feet, listening to him. And so this story of Mary and Martha is a call to prayer. It's a call to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to him speaking. And of course, when we come to Mass, when we spend time before him in the Blessed Sacrament, when we read the scriptures, that's what we're doing. We are metaphorically sitting at his feet and opening our hearts to hear what he wants to say. So let's pray for that grace, the grace to really set our priorities in order to put Jesus Christ first and foremost so that everything falls into place. As a free, not-for-profit service, Cradio requires the support of people like you to help keep us going in our mission. To donate, visit cradio.org.au slash donate.